Welcome to another message from the teaching team at Elevation Church Australia. For more information about our church, service times and locations, visit elevationchurch.com.au. Welcome once again to Elevation on this wonderful Boxing Day. I want to say a big... um, I'll take this from there so I don't look silly for the entire time. But uh, great, to, great to welcome you here this morning. We want to say a massive, Chris, uh, a massive Christmas. Well, it probably was a massive Christmas. A massive Merry Christmas even uh, from Rachel and myself, from our family uh, to yours. Uh, we hope you had an amazing day yesterday and didn't melt away in the heat. Uh, praying for all those in Hall's Head who lost power last night. I found out that was a thing we didn't, not to rub it in, but just I'm like, what? what? That, that thing happened? No data as well, all the teenagers freaked out, but you still, you still made it, you're still alive, and so um, we want to say welcome. Um, today's a slightly uh, shorter message than usual for our, for our Boxing Day service, but uh, I want to encourage you, this is not just like a little time filler, or you know, let's just get through this as quick as possible so we can go home and watch the Boxing Day test. You know, England have probably lost already on the first day. You know, what? what no, no, it's not. It's, it's none. It's none of that. But I, I, I believe uh, that God wants to speak to people here this morning. Now, I know that can sound like a big statement, like wow, like the God, you know, God Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, wants to speak to us, but. For those of us who follow Jesus, this shouldn't be the uh, this shouldn't be the the miraculous thing, even though it is a miraculous thing. But it should be the norm because God wants to speak to each and every one of us every single day. And for those maybe here for the first time in church, or maybe first couple of times, or first time in a while, uh, I want to tell you that that the God of Heaven wants to have a personal relationship. With you, and just like in any relationship, uh, communication is key. It's the same with our uh, relationship with God. Um, now, now for me, hearing hearing from God, I, I've never heard like a, a big booming audible voice uh, from heaven that said, "You know, what are you doing? You know, get out of the cookie jar, or you know, whatever, whatever it is." I've, ne- I've never heard anything audible like that before. Maybe that was Rachel's voice from the from the bedroom because she heard the cupboard open. Um, but I have many times had that sense of, of leading, that, that nudge, that thought that comes to my mind from, from somewhere. And that's many of the time, many of the way, so many of the times that's the way that God speaks to us. Um, I'll share a really recent one with you. On, uh, on Tuesday, I was here at the church doing, doing some prep and I was, in the, I was in the office and when we say office because we, you know, that was the office where Tina's sitting now, that just means like the cafe area with a couple of, you know, chairs set up and a, and a computer. Um, but, but, but I was in here doing some prep for, um, uh, for next year and felt this sense of, you know, you need to get out of the office, which that one was probably just me because I'm like, oh, I could go somewhere and get coffee and prepare um, at the same time. But, but then as I got into the car to, uh, to head out of the car park, I just felt this sense from God, you need to go to, um, go to like the north end of Mandra and, um, and, and pray. I just felt this, this, this thought, this, this leading. And so, sorry if you live in Secret Harbour, but I only got as far as Singleton. Um, but I thought, you know, that, that sort, of, sort of counts as the, as the north point of, um, of Mandarin. And so got in the car, drove up, uh, drove up there, you know, turned the left at that coal servo there and headed, headed towards the beach. 
at, at Singleton. I don't know that area very well, so I sort of got to a team that's like, oh, the beach is there. I'll go, I'll go left. And so went left and ended up um, at a dead end um, right near where there's this path to walk down the beach. And it was, you know, pretty, pretty warm on Tuesday. So got out and was walking, was walking down the path. And, and this, this whole time just felt this sense of God's leading for, okay, God, you've got something for me here. You've got something for us as a church next year. And so as I'm walking on this fairly longish sort of path to get, to get down to the beach, just sensing, okay, God, like what, what do you have for us? What's, what's going on? I, I got as it cuts through the dunes, got out to the beach. I didn't realise that as you get to the beach there at Singleton and look south, um, you see basically the whole of Mandra. And it was, this, it was this super clear day. There wasn't that much haze in the sky. And in myself, I just felt, like God and the Holy Spirit, I'm like, ah, oh, God, that's why you're leading me here. To see this picture of our city and to pray over it and had this awesome time on the beach. Thankfully, it was mostly secluded because I look pretty funny with like um, worship music AirPods in and hands up and like eyes closed and like praying over the city and praying over what 2022 will be. But all that came from just a, a leading a little nudge, um, you know, no big booming voice from heaven, but just a yes to God. Okay, I'll follow your voice here. I'll follow your voice there. And so, well, I'm hoping that a lot of you don't, you know, miraculously right now hear God leading you to the beach. You're like, all right, I'm out of here. See you later. I might go, might go down to Hunchies right now. Um, but I do think that God wants to speak to many of us this morning. He wants to speak uh, about some parts of our thinking that needs to be adjusted. God has some specific directions for you, I believe, in, in 2022 that He wants to lay out. But He usually does that, just like He took me on that little mini journey from, you know, the office out here to the beach at Singleton. It, it wasn't a, you know, Google, Google Maps, here's your destination. I, I'll show you right at the end. It was step by step. It was turn by turn. It was leading by leading. It was just God's little nudge, go this way, go that. And I believe that He has that for so many people here. In fact, for each and every one of us here, uh, for this moment, for today, but as we head into 2022, uh, for this, this coming year as well. And, and what I found most in all of this is that it starts with us having a willingness to listen and then a willingness to say yes to what He speaks a willingness to listen, and then a willingness to say yes. You see, what, what, wherever you are on the journey with Jesus, whether you're just sort of checking Him out, not really sure whether you've been work, walking with Jesus for, for many years or, or somewhere in between there, um, there is great power that comes when we say yes to Him, when we say yes to His leading, when we say yes to His Word, when, when in obedience we come and we say, God, you, would you lead me somewhere? Would you show me where to go. And so today what we're going to do is we're going to check out a passage of the Bible, uh, in particular a guy by the name of Peter, and this is found in Luke uh, chapter 5, uh, verses 1 through 11. It'll be on the screen behind me. I'll read it to you. It says this, On one occasion, Jesus was preaching to the crowds on the shore of Lake Galilee. There was a vast multitude of people pushing to get close to Jesus to hear the Word of God. He noticed two fishing boats at the water's edge with the fishermen nearby rinsing their nets. Jesus climbed into the boat belonging to Simon Peter and asked him, let me use your boat, push it off a short, sorry, 
yes, push it off a short distance away from the shore so I can speak to the crowds. Jesus sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he had finished, he said to Peter, now row out to deep water to cast your nets and you will have a great catch. Master, Peter replied, we've just come back from fishing all night and didn't catch a thing. But if you insist, we'll go out again and let down our nets because of your word. When they pulled up their nets, they were shocked to see a huge catch of fish, so much that their nets were ready to burst. They waved to their business partners in the other boat for help. They ended up completely filling both boats with fish until their boats began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this astonishing miracle, he knelt at Jesus' feet and begged him, go away from me, master. For I am a sinful man. Simon Peter and the other fishermen, including his fishing partners Jacob and John, the sons of Zebedee, were awestruck over the miracle catch of fish. Jesus answered, Do not yield to your fear, Simon Peter. From now on, you will catch men for salvation. After pulling their boats to shore, they left everything behind and followed Jesus. We find here in Scripture this incredible account of Jesus calling Peter to follow him and to become one of his disciples. But while Jesus does some pretty astonishing stuff here in that, in that portion of Scripture that we just read, today I, I want to have a look at Peter's response because I believe there's some keys in there for us. So in just the same way that Peter responded to Jesus, I believe there's something for all of us to respond to Jesus in this way. As we, as we round out 2021, as once again, we have no idea what 2022 will bring, there is a trust in Jesus that no matter what we face, no matter what circumstances happen, no matter what happens in the world, that Jesus will lead us by His Spirit and by His Word into what He has for us. That He's not defined by anything across the planet, but He's defined by His purpose and by His working through our lives. And so there's three times in that passage that Peter says yes to Jesus. And there's a great power in yes. You know, so often um, we say maybe, or I'll think about it, or I'll just keep my options open to, you know, maybe see if something better comes along. Uh, I, I'm not sure how, how you were raised, but um, it's a bit of a joke in my family that um, if we wanted something, we went to mum um, because she would, she would probably say yes. Um, does, does anyone have that sort of dynamic in their, in their family? Or maybe it was the other way around. Uh, for us as kids, I grew up with two younger brothers. Uh, my, my dad, for whatever reason, who's amazing, amazing dad, very generous, doesn't like to be known as being generous, but he would just never say yes. If you asked dad if you could do something, if he didn't say no, it meant you could do it. It just there was just, just something about the yes word that just um, that that just put him off, and so uh, there's there's a power though in yes. There's a power in responding to Jesus and say yes, I'm going to be obedient to that. I, I, I'm going to jump all in, and so so for a moment, I want us to forget that we're reading the Bible. Maybe if you know how the story ends with Peter, try and forget that for a second as well, and just imagine right now that you're a fisherman. Or fisherwoman, Peter works both ways. You can have P-E-T-A spelling, that's, that, that, that's fine. Just, just imagine you're a fisherman or fisherwoman sitting next to the Sea of Galilee. You have fished all night 
and you've caught nothing. You're currently packing up, but it's that depressing pack up because you failed and didn't catch anything. And so, you know, you can't just go down to Red Rooster on your way home. You, you actually don't have anything to eat because you fished all night and caught nothing. And some guy turns up, the latest teacher that you might have, you know, maybe you've heard about him, and he asks you if he can borrow your boat. Right in that moment, from that perspective, not knowing the end, what's going to happen, not knowing what, you know, Peter does, you know, Peter, you're the rock and I'm going to build my church on you and you're going to, you know, preach the thousands of the day of Pentecost and all that. Just, just forget all that for a second and just imagine you're Peter right there in that moment. And from that perspective right there, the question that Jesus asks him, can I borrow your boat? It doesn't really seem like a big deal, does it? It doesn't seem like anything significant. Could, could come from this. It doesn't seem like this could be like a life-changing opportunity right there. But Peter says yes when Jesus asks if he could borrow his boat. Now, because we've read, most, read the passage, we know what happens next. But I wonder if the rest of Luke 5 would have been the same if Peter had said no. Or if Peter said, ah, maybe, I don't know, there's a few barnacles on it, you know, I don't know, you know, it hasn't had a service, it's 5,000 Ks over it's, you know, 150,000 Ks service, so I don't know if you should borrow it, you know, right now, or, you know, look, Jesus, I'll just wait and see if there's, if there's another option. But Peter says yes to Jesus right there and then. And so if you're taking notes, the first thing about the power of yes is that many times the yes seems insignificant. Many times the yes seems insignificant. Often we miss opportunities, opportunities sorry, because we're waiting for this big neon sign over the top saying, this is the one right here, big future ahead. Say yes to this opportunity. But so often the yes seems ins insignificant. But I believe that God's looking for people who will say yes, no matter how insignificant the opportunity may look. He's looking for a heart. He's looking for an attitude that says, you know what, Jesus, if you place something in front of me, no matter how small it is, no matter how insignificant it is, if it's from you, I'm going to say yes. The Bible says this in Luke 16.10, If you are faithful in little things, you will be faithful in large ones. But if you are dishonest in little things, you won't be honest with greater responsibility. You know what? I found that the more I look for the yes to Jesus, the more I look for the opportunity to say yes, to step out in faith, to follow His leading, to do something for Him. You know what? The more opportunities I find. It's amazing. It's like they're always there in the, in, at the start. I just didn't see them with my eyes. But as I lean into Jesus, lean into the opportunities that He has, it's just more appear. But some of us, we're waiting for the end opportunity that Jesus gives Peter. We're waiting for the big one, the follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. We're waiting for the statement from Jesus to Peter that says, wow, great revelation, Peter. On that revelation, I'm going to build my church on the rock of that revelation. Wow, Peter, you preach on the day of Pentecost and saw 5,000 people give their hearts to Christ. You helped start, you know, the early church through the, through the Jewish people. Like we're, we're often, we're just looking for those big ones, but it all starts with being willing to lend our boat. It all starts with something that's seemingly small. And so the question, you know, is will, as we enter into 2022, will, will you lend your boat 
to Jesus? Would you serve on part of the host team, which maybe seemed like something insignificant, but maybe it's that yes to Jesus and yes to His leading that He wants to see from us. Maybe get involved in toddler jam. Maybe buy a co-worker a coffee. Maybe talk to the person that's always by themselves at university. Maybe take those moments in your personal time to pray for others. There's these small opportunities in front of us each and every day. And there is a great power when we say yes to Jesus in this moment. You know, too often, I I know I catch myself with this as well, too often we try and work out if the opportunity presented to us is going to work out well for us. Will this work out well for me? Will this lead to something that that, that I want? Will this get, you know, the, the return on investment that I'm after? And what we do is we place our trust in the opportunity rather than placing our trust with, the God, with God who creates these opportunities for us. There's something when we place our trust in God. He's looking for a people that will say yes, no matter how insignificant it may seem. And as we read before, not only does Peter say yes to Jesus when he asks for his boat, but then he says yes to Jesus' crazy fishing plan. This is, this is verse 4. I'll read it again. Jesus sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he had finished, he said to Peter, Now row out to deep water to cast your nets, and you will have a great catch. Master, Peter replied, We've just come back from fishing all night and didn't catch a thing. But if you insist, we'll go out again and let down our nets because of your word. So the power of yes is, one, is that uh, the yes may seem insignificant. Number two is this, that yes will seem contrary, contrary sorry, to the circumstances. It'll seem contrary to the circumstances. I love that Peter describes the circumstances to Jesus in very blunt form. It's like we fished all night and we've caught nothing. It's very definitive, isn't it? All night and caught absolutely nothing. Nothing. I was taking our dog for a walk this morning and um, walked past some fishermen. And because we have a 16-month-old Labrador, he's like always after fishermen. And he may have eaten one of their fish heads for Burley. I apologise to them. He was just going. He was just going nuts. But, but I said to him, "Have you know? Is there is there much on today?" They're like, "No, there's not much." I, I don't know if they were all night. I think they were just there in the morning. But these guys were out all night. And caught nothing. But then Peter, so he says that, he says the facts, he says what's happened. But then he says this incredible phrase, he says, because of your word. I love that, because of your word. You see, Peter's a practical guy. He's, he's a fisherman. He's not some, you know, flippant. He's, you know, not some guy who's out of touch of reality, airy-fairy type sort of person. He knows the reality of the situation, but he also knows that if he comes into agreement with the word that Jesus speaks, there's power that happens. He knows that he can say yes to Jesus no matter what the circumstances are like. And can I tell you, that is how God has called us to live each and every day. We don't deny the circumstances. We don't pretend that challenges don't exist. But we know that His Word has the higher authority than whatever our current situation is right now. 
And it's amazing, it's interesting that Jesus doesn't give him some brand new out-of-the-box strategy for, for fishing. He just says, cast your nets into the deep. Some versions um, say to the other side of the boat. Now, I'm not a brilliant fisherman. I don't catch a lot of fish. But I think that the water on the right-hand side of the boat is also the same water on the left-hand side of the boat. I, I think that would be a fair assessment. So it doesn't actually make sense, does it? It doesn't make sense. But either way, maybe it was actually about Peter's obedience and agreement to the Word of God as opposed to the actual fishing strategy. Maybe it wasn't about, imagine if Peter didn't say yes to that, but went, hey, you know what, water, same side. I don't think this is going to work out. If you had a new plan for me, if you said I've got this super secret spot just out besides the rocks and no one else knows about it, don't tell anyone about this spot. You can go there, catch a lot of fish there. Maybe I'd say yes, but Peter doesn't say that. He just says, you know what, at your word, if that's what you've declared, then you know what, that's what I'm doing. I'm going to follow in obedience. You know, let's not be defined by our circumstances, but let's think, believe, and dream beyond. You see, Peter held the words, words of Jesus sorry, higher than his past experience, higher than the failure they had just faced. And for some of us, it's time to forget some of the failures in the past. It doesn't mean that they didn't exist, but let's not let them define our future. For some of us walking into 2022, maybe we need to forget some things in 2021. Maybe I was talking to someone and the other day they're like, can we get one of those, um, you know, the things from Men in Black, the neutralizer? They're like, we can just neutralize ourselves back to 2019, which, you know, might feel great, but that's not how God has called us to live. We might feel like that, but He has called us to step into something new, to leave some things of the past behind and to say yes, even when it seems contrary, sorry, even when it seems contrary to the circumstances. And third one, maybe as the worship team joins me, we get ready to wrap up. To say yes usually means to say no to something else. Peter leaves everything behind, his security, what he had previously trusted in, and what had most probably previously defined him. He was a fisherman. But at the word of Jesus... He leaves that to follow after him and to say yes to the call of God over his life. You know, it's one thing to trust the words of Jesus and obey him to go out and let down your nets again, but it's something else to leave all of that behind and to say yes to Jesus, to say yes to him and to follow after Jesus Christ. Yes, yeah, it seems from Scripture that all Peter knew about the future was that now, instead of catching fish, he would be catching people. And, you know, if we've been in church, we have a general idea about what that means. But I wonder, I would suggest that Peter had absolutely no idea what that meant. Catching people, okay, seems odd, you know, don't think the emperor would be, you know, like the hooks in mouth, don't know if that'll, that'll really work for people. But, but he embraces that and says yes to Jesus, so often we, and I, I know I'm speaking to myself here, we want to see the end result of where we're heading. We're afraid to let go of what we have because maybe the future's not certain. We, we, we feel like a little bit like the, you know, the gap in the two trapeze. We're letting go of one 
before we've grabbed the hold of the second one. But that's called faith. That's called faith. That's called a trust in God that goes beyond the things of this world. 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says, For we live by faith, not by what we see with our eyes. To say yes to diving into God's Word in a greater way probably means saying no to Netflix more often. To say yes to being involved in a greater way in a ministry area probably means saying no more often to the social things we just want to do. To say yes to give and place God first in our finances probably means saying no to some of our own desires. And to say yes to living that life which is worthy of the call of God on you probably means saying no to some of the things your friends may watch, places they may go, or words they may speak. You see, we don't make those decisions because we can clearly see the end in mind. We make them in faith, letting go of where we've been and launching out into the adventure that God has for us. Come on, will we let 2022 be a year where we say yes to God more often, where we say yes to His leading, where we humbly listen to what God has for our lives, the way that His Spirit is leading us, and then respond with a yes to Jesus Christ. Yes to the small and seemingly insignificant. Yes, even though the circumstances seem impossible. And no to the past, but yes to the future. Today for your life, what, what do you need to say yes to? Not just, oh, I'll just wait and see how it pans out, but, but yes. Yes to what opportunity? Yes to what person? Yes to what God has placed in front of you? Uh, I love the fact that Jesus modeled this himself as we come to a close. Luke 22, 41 to 42. This is Jesus praying in the Garden of Gethsemane. He walked away about a stone's throw. This is just before he goes to the cross to sacrifice his life for us. So he walked away about a stone's throw and knelt down and prayed, Father, if you are willing, please take this cup of suffering away from me. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. You see, Jesus said yes to you. He started by saying, is there another way, Father? If there isn't, then he said yes to you. He said yes to me. He said yes to us, to follow the purpose and the plan that God had over his life. So this morning as we bow our heads in prayer across this place, I'd just love to pray. I'd love to pray into this place. God, we just thank you right now. We thank you for that power of yes, God. We thank you for that power of responding to your love, that power of responding to your leading, that power of responding to what you have for our lives. And so, God, we thank you that we, we set ourselves for this new year, Lord God. We set ourselves for this new season and new time. We set ourselves to be a people that'll say yes to what you have for us, that'll say yes to your leading, that'll say yes to all the plans and all the purposes that you have for our lives. God, we leave behind the things of the past. We leave behind those things that want to pull us back to where we've been. And we look ahead and we look forward to what you have for our lives, Jesus. We thank you right now. We thank you for that power of yes. And this morning, just as every head is bowed and eyes closed, if you've never said yes to 
accepting Jesus Christ into your life, if you've never said, said yes to following him and setting your life on a course that says, I'm going to follow after Jesus, then in a moment we're going to pray all together. But just before we pray, I'm going to ask that if, if you want to make that line in the sand moment for yourself, would you just lift your hand right now where you are? I'll see it. You can put it back down. Then I'm going to pray together as a church. Is there someone here this morning that wants to say yes to Jesus Christ, wants to say yes to his love, wants to say yes to his forgiveness? We thank you, Holy Spirit, right now. Right now, would you just lift your hand across this place if that's you? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Church, would we pray this prayer together? I'd love you to repeat it after me. Dear Lord Jesus, this morning, I give my life to you. From this day forward, I'm going to follow and I'm going to serve you. Today, Jesus, I accept your love. I accept your grace. And I accept your forgiveness. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Amen.